everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Dinosaurs YouTube page and podcast network. Joining us today to talk hoops is Jen Jen Abella from the undefeated women's national champion Carlton Ravens basketball team. Um, she's going to sit down and talk about her journey coming up through the system and um, what it was like obviously going on such a high performing team. There's obviously some ingredients that separate those teams that do well versus those teams that are excellent and, and, and have that level of lasting greatness, right? Um, it's one thing to win a national championship. It's quite another to do it in, in the fashion that they did it and going undefeated the whole season and avoiding those trap games and avoiding the letdowns, right? Um, especially when you are the number one team in the country, you've already got that target on your back as far as getting every team's best shot every time they take the court there. So uh, really interesting to sort of see what the key ingredients were to the success that uh, made that women's team so uh, so powerful and so dominant on the court there. So uh, really great interview. Hope you guys enjoy. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. We are joined by Jen Jen Abella. How are you doing today? I am doing fantastic now, <laughs> talking to you. Yeah, well, thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate you taking the time. Everyone's safe and healthy in your neck of the woods? Always good, always good, so I can't complain. Nice, <clears throat> nice. Well, you've got a, a, a very interesting story, and you know, you've been heavily involved in sports for, for your whole life here, but primarily the focus has been basketball. So let, let's take it all the way back to the beginning here. You know, how, how old were you when you first played basketball in sort of an organized setting? Um, I would have to think. Uh, I think it was about six or seven when I started. Uh, I've always been involved in basketball. My sisters growing up, I've uh, always looked up to them. Um, they played college and I just kind of followed their footsteps and it's always been from there. So it was good. Yeah. And was it always basketball for you as your 100% focus or did you sort of dabble in a bunch of sports growing up there? Uh, only I only played a, like organized sports for basketball only. And then I just picked up like soccer, volleyball in like high school and like elementary school and stuff like that. And I just kind of was that type to evolve and just have that athletic ability to do all the sports. So um, it's always been basketball for yeah. sure <laughs> yeah. yeah right on and and you know you already mentioned it you've you had some older siblings who obviously had some success playing basketball yeah. there as well too you know what was it like sort of growing up in a, a, that super super athletic family that's so, so involved with basketball were you always the little one just sort of tagging along to all their games and practices and pick up that's games basically that's basically it like uh I think I hated my sisters I think we were so competitive that I'm like I need to like beat them all the time and I hated losing I think I was just that sore loser that I would always lose and then I uh, just got to a point where I was like I can't lose anymore and it, it just went from there yeah. <laughs> always a competitive side between my sisters and I yeah yeah and what kind of you know role do you think having sort of that those older siblings of okay I'm always trying to you know catch up to them or you know even when you are playing at home or at the park you know you get that experience of playing against an older stronger faster sort of body uh, how did that sort of translate to your game when you did get to go and play against kids your own age there yeah um it's always been awesome like they were the only people that I would only kind of push me to be better because they were the older type and they would never like back down and let me win and that's what I think I got from them and 
uh, it's always good to have them because they're always telling you to do things and do specific things to get better. And um, I usually played a year up in some of the levels I used to play, and it eventually helped me to become the best player I was. So that's good. Yeah, yeah. So thinking back, <clears throat> about when would you say that you went from, okay, I enjoy playing basketball, this is fun, you know, but it's sort of an after-school activity to, you know what, this is now going to be my focus, and I think I can use this to sort of parlay into a scholarship and get a free education and all of that. Do you remember there being sort of a, a turning point at all? I think it was... I think it was a season of grade nine. I had this one coach who said, uh, you could be very good. And I just took it up to her and I'm like, you could do some things in the next level. And I'm like, like I never even thought of anything like that. Like I could have still played for fun till the age of 18. And I think just that one person that told me that I could be good or two coaches that told me that I could be good. And it just went from there. Yeah. it's always been like that so I've always been that competitive person to always be better now so yeah, yeah. All, all it takes is one person believing right yeah there was the two two gentlemen that I can I can never forget so it's good yeah <laughs> they yeah. got me too they helped me to get to Carlton and put in a good forward for me so nice. uh, yeah it's awesome yeah, yeah. Takes a village. Um, so, I, I mean, obviously, when you do sort of have that realization there of, okay, you know what, uh, things are getting serious, I'm going to start, you know, training to train and training to compete and all, all of that there. Um, you, you have to give up a few things, right? You, you can't be eating three Big Macs a day and <laughs> going out partying with friends every single weekend and all that. Uh, so w w what were some of the, the sort of sacrifices that you saw yourself starting to sort of give up even at that early age in pursuit of your goal. Yeah, I was never the person to always go to the parties or anything like that. Uh, like I had friends I used to do, but I would go hang out, but never do any of that kind of stuff just because I knew it was bad. Just like kind of thinking like, is this going to help me in the future? Is this, am I going to be, this going to be a thing every weekend? But no, I think I was just so focused on always being good at basketball and like that could get me somewhere and help me in the future of my education and help my parents with the financial side it's I never like I've had always friends just because of basketball and I've always clicked onto those people and they had the same ambition as me so I don't know I always used to eat like burgers and everything I think I was still fine during games but <laughs> now these days it's totally different yeah <laughs> Uh, so, I, I mean, everyone's got a fairly unique sort of recruiting story there. And I'm always curious to know, like, wh what was it that either sold you on Carleton or how did you sort of get pitched on it? What, how, how did that all come about there for you? So I didn't, I played Carleton for two and a half years or two years. Uh, before that, I was only recruited to college schools and that kind of was like, out of high school, I had only the two two recruits, and there one was a hometown college like Mohawk College, and my sister was playing on that team. And I think I was just being stubborn, saying like I could be better, I could go somewhere else. And I took half a year off in that season, my first year season. And I think I was just being that sore loser, like oh, I'm not good enough type thing. Like I'm too short, I can't do any of this stuff. Um, and they took the chance on me at Mohawk College, and I, it was great to play alongside my sister because I've always I've always played with her, 
she's just an amazing like athlete and a role model and leader. So I took that chance, played with her for two years. I played next year without her. And um, after that, uh, I started to realize that I could do something better. And that's when I messaged the coach at Carleton University and took my chance, took the leap of faith. And it was the best decision of my life. Like, look where it ended up and came national championships. So I don't know. It's it just you have those roads where you struggle and you think you're not good enough. And um, you play on a good team and you realize that you could be you could be where you want to be. And that's where it ended up. Yeah, yeah, and it obviously paid off big time for you. In, in <laughs> yeah, two years there, right? there. Yeah, and uh, what's it called at Carleton? It's a funny story. I messaged the coach, and the coach uh, asked me to call back. And I was in the Philippines. I had no service at all. I had to go on the rooftop of the of my house and to get like even speak to him. It was like super super hot. I was sweating. Like, I'm like, thank God this is not a FaceTime call because <laughs> I'm like on a roof sweating buckets. But um, after that, it just flew off, and that's when my two coaches from high school messaged my coach at Carleton, and it just went from there. Nice, nice. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously growing up, you, you probably played on your fair share of you know, pretty decent teams and all of yeah. that there. But, you know, when you get to the, the, the U sport level to go undefeated, to become national champions, there's obviously something different with that team, right? Yeah. When you first walked in on, on the first practice that year of your, of your championship season, was there anything you sensed in the gym in that first practice or did you have any kind of feeling of like, wow, this is going to be a special group? Um, I think right after my first year when we lost at Nationals and came third, the first practice back, I think we had like maybe a week and a bit off and then we were back in the gym and it was just, we have the goal. We don't need to say it, like say it often. And, um, I think it's, we had a veteran, veteran group and uh, we knew what we wanted in the end and we, it did need to be said. It's always been a grind from there and we knew we had the group of girls to get where we were and didn't think we would go undefeated, but here we are now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and would you say it was more, you know, intrinsic motivation from all the players, like you say, just knowing like this is what we need to do, this is what needs to get done, or was it extrinsic factors as far as the coaches sort of hammering that home? No, not even at all. We used the, the motivation from inside, and our coaches never even brought it up to us. Like yeah. they knew that we wanted. We there's maybe four or five of us that were graduating, and we we're all fifth years, and like, there is nobody that uh, could have tell, told us that you can't win this and from there we were like no we can definitely win this and nobody needed to tell us that yeah so yeah. it was very much a taking care of business season then. it basically was it's yeah we had our ups and downs in the second or first season but no we from there it's we just went off yeah. after that yeah yeah so, I, I mean, it, it's hard enough to, number one, win a national championship. Even harder still to go completely undefeated the entire year, yeah. too, right? And typically what you'll end up seeing at sports at all levels, right, is when you get onto those big extended winning streaks, right, you, you almost fall into those trap games where it's like, okay, we've got this, you know, lesser opponent coming up, but then the next one's, you know, the big rivalry game against Ottawa U or whatever, yeah. right? Were, were there any moments that now that you're done, 
and looking back on it stand out to you as far as like oh my god that 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 team really gave us a scare or, oh we almost let you know the winning streak end at this point here um I kind of vividly remember like every other like every game that I've played just like getting glimpses of it but no our approach has always been the same and we were always confident in our pre-game our our pre-game and everything our approach to everything how we come to games how we're playing defense uh, everything was the same from the beginning and I think it's how we worked on it and how hard we would uh, come to that um no I don't know I don't I I can't even remember like we would have close games but it, I think our experience just took over and that's usually what happens when you have a veteran group so yeah and, and, you know, just on that point there as well, too, you know, throughout the season, obviously it's a bit of a roller coaster of highs and lows and everything else in between and all that there. But were there any real sort of guiding factors as far as, you know, there was that one veteran who kept stepping up and rallying the troops or a coach or, you know, even someone outside of the, the locker room that really sort of helped keep you guys grounded and, and focused throughout the season? Or, or was it more of a a team effort and sort of was a collective it was a collective group like we we didn't take any bull crap sorry for the language but <laughs> we didn't take any of that uh, none of the outside stuff even came into like affecting how our team worked but no we've always relied on each other there's no like outstanding factors or there's just one person but we just always were relied on each other to become who the best we could be so um, I think that's what made us the best team, maybe by far at this point. But I mean, I have biases, but <laughs> no, <laughs> um, no I, I I can't see can't even pull out one person that could just pull us out of that one group to be that good. Yeah, yeah. So you know, you you go through the entire regular season undefeated and obviously now you're at nationals where it goes from okay if you lose whatever you got a game tomorrow to it's it's a winner go home right yeah. was there any sort of mind shift or shift in mentality at all as far as how you approach those games no I no it was the same it was <laughs> the same I think it's just it's I think we all got together and said, it's, this is a time, this is it. There's no going back. Like we, if we lose this, what else do we have in the end? Like there's nothing else. And our approach is the same throughout the whole season. I think that's what made a difference in how we approach things. Um, but yeah, no, I think we all just knew it was our time to come and we just fought through it and we almost lost our semifinal game, but uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. I think, we ducked down and um, did what we've always done and played defense. And that was our main goal and playing defense. And that's where it got us. Yeah. Yeah. Were there any lessons that you guys took from the season prior where, you know, experiencing that, that sort of bronze medal win and that just falling short of the goal that played a big factor? I think we were just super hungry at that point. We lost and we should have won back to back. Uh, but um, things happen. We didn't play our game. We just came short. But I think from that game, the semifinal game, um, it just made us realize that we could have won. And we were just so short that it's not going to happen next year. And that's what happened. So yeah. uh, that was our goal to yeah. win a national championship. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, you know, and 
in that national championship there, you're watching the final seconds of the clock tick off, right? And at that point, you've got a comfortable lead. It's not like it's a one-possession game there. What's what's going through your, your, your mind when you, you've sort of now realized, like, we did it? Um, I think it was the time when we were coming off. Like, he took out all the seniors that are on and put on the rookies and, or, like, the other players on the team. And he took us off one by one. Everyone was applauding us and we were hugging each other down the bench. And as soon as it hit like five, four, three, two, one, I honestly couldn't even imagine that we did it. And I, I don't know, I, I still can't even believe it because I did, I thought I would cry at the, at the end and I didn't. And I was like, it still makes me realize that we actually did it. And I don't know. I think those last few seconds are the best time of life because you get to spend it with everyone else. And my family was there. So it was awesome. Yeah. So now looking back on it, you've had a, a couple of years to sort of digest it all. Are, are there one or two moments that sort of stand out more than the others? And whether it's, you know, in the actual championship game or just a random road trip on a, on a bus with teammates mm. or anything like that, that sort of stand out more? Yeah. The one that there's two, uh, the, the provincial game, which is the Ontario cup, the uh, OUA championships. It was in Hamilton, um, and that's where I grew up. And all my family and friends came to uh, came to support. And I had like basically a whole side of bleachers um, filled with my family and friends. And I think I just got more emotional there. And because uh, sometimes they couldn't even come to road trips because they're so far. And but they would always support me. So I think that was a big moment for me playing in front of them and them witnessing that for my last year and last season at the OUAs. Um, I think the semifinal game was a big one and obviously the national championship one was, uh, was a big one. Uh, the semifinals because we were down what at least 15, maybe nine, maybe 15, I think so. And we came back not letting them score um, in the third or fourth or the fourth quarter. They only scored two points in the fourth quarter and I think that's what defined us is our defense. And I think that's what made our team become good. And we fought back. We always been that team to always fight. Um, but that was a, that was a game where we only won by two points on the last minute basket. So that's always going to be a big one for me. So. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it, it, looking back, was there one or two sort of key ingredients that, that were there with that team that weren't there the year before? I, I mean, I know you've sort of mentioned the, the hyper-focus and that, that sort of will to overcome what sort of happened the year before, but w w was there anything that sort of got added to that team, you know, whether it was a, a player who stepped up or made a, a huge transition or just everyone buying into the defense it, first concept? Or It was everyone buying in. Like, we always had good pieces. We had good good rookies coming in, a good transfer coming in. Uh, we've had a good bench uh, bench play and we've, it was that time to just buy in. And if you didn't buy in, like, we don't, we need to deal with you. Like we could win this on our own. If you don't want to buy in, then you don't have to come with us. And it's always been that mentality to buy into the system. And Carlton's always been that system to buy in. So uh, it's, a, it's a good system. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, 
basketball in, in Canada has obviously exploded over the last couple of years. A lot of that stems from, you know, Raptors winning an NBA championship yeah. uh, here in Ottawa. You've got the CEBL blackjacks just started a franchise, you know, mm -hmm. your women's team winning a national championship, the men's team winning national championships. Right. So uh, th th there's a lot of sort of groundswell of uh, interest in, in basketball lately here. Right. And so basketball's definitely come, you know, quite a ways, even in the last five or 10 years. But in what areas do you think Canada basketball or even, you know, women's basketball needs to keep moving forward in order to, you know, sort of close the gap internationally with some of the other countries or further the development just locally here? Um, for us, for women's basketball, I think it's never always had the hype. So um, in our year, I think when we were playing, we never even got the recognition on how we, good we were and how, how much support we needed. And it always would take over from the men's side. Um, but one of my teammates posted something on Instagram or Twitter saying that uh, the girls won, like it's the same like type thing where we never got the recognition ever. And I think that's what's the problem in today's society is that women aren't as good as men. And it's kind of the breaking point from how sports can be developed as good, uh, like as a as a whole. And I think everyone knows that you know Kobe Bryant's always been that person to help develop the women's game, and he realized that it's the same type of like game as the men's team. And um, we need those type of players. And I think now the NBA is starting to realize that we've always been the same. And I think it's tough in the society now. So I think it's going in the right direction after Kobe's uh, tragic death. But I think we need to realize that women's sports is good as men's. And yeah. it sucks to be a little girl growing up because they don't get the recognition or the, uh, the spotlight as men or little kids growing up. So I think that's a big thing. Yeah. in the development of women's basketball. Yeah, and where do you think that sort of push needs to come from? Do you think it needs to come from you know, the local basketball associations? Do you think bringing girls out to the Carleton games or women's yeah. games? Does it need to come from Basketball Canada, promoting it, you know, nationally better? Yeah, just everyone in general, just everyone needs to realize that we are good enough. We are taking the same steps as the other guys. Um, but we always support local uh, rep teams when we try to get them to games. We try to take pictures, trying to um, and make them involved and invite them to practices when we can and um, just give them the dream that you can do this. And we've always been that type of organization to do that. And it's helped us. And so many girls keep come up to me now these days, still remember me from two years ago, three years ago now. And say that, oh, like, I still remember you playing and you've inspired me to be that person to, that I can do it. And it's just an amazing feeling to have that um, going to Carleton and having those little kids come up to you. So, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So if there was, you know, one of those little girls who's, who's listening to this right now and, um, you know, is trying to sort of take that next step as far as her athletic journey and getting to that next level, whether it's, you know, making a rep team or even making a university team or whatever it is, but what sort of advice would you give them in order to help them along their journey? I would say just to have fun with it. Um, you need to be motivated, always stay, like, I think what, made me become the player who I am is 
I worked hard. I was motivated to become the best player I could be. And um, I think having that motivation to be better every day and just having fun with it to making those relationships happen uh, is a big thing for me. And you can never go wrong with somebody that can work super hard and have skill. But um, I think what uh, stands out is the person that can work hard and is motivated to be the best they could be. That's uh, what I would give uh, just because I'm, what, 5'3", and what the motivation and the hard work pays off, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, one of these days you'll hit that growth spurt and finally throw down a dunk. <laughs> I, I think I've been hoping for that like 26 years now, so <laughs> don't think awesome. it's happening. <laughs> yeah, awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with us and uh, answer some questions and all of that, and, you know, hope that – you guys stay safe and healthy during COVID here and uh, all, all the best in the future. I appreciate that. And that's a wrap for another episode of the Dine Sports YouTube page and podcast network. Huge thank you, as always, goes out to our guest today, Jen Jen Abella, for sitting down and speaking towards her journey as far as basketball and her experience at Carleton and coming from the collegiate system and that transition as well, too. And also just sort of expanding on uh, what still needs to be done in the women's game and basketball Canada in general moving forward. As always, if you liked what you saw, make sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. We've also got various social media pages. We'd love to connect with you guys on there as well too so make sure you hit us up there We've got some more great guests coming up later this week stay tuned